Helping Sisters, Episode 2, The Gathering. Previously on Helping Sisters, Maud discovers she is holding a lottery ticket that may be worth $10 million. In this episode, the family gathers in Phyllis's kitchen. Rose, Maud's sister-in-law, widow of Maud's late brother Herschel, Sonny, Rose's son, Dan, Phyllis's husband, a physician, Iris, Maud's emphysema-stricken sister, Paul, Iris's son, a businessman, and of course, Grandma Bessie and her mice. We are in a large, very modern kitchen of a nice suburban house. Everything is color-coordinated. Maud has arrived to prepare to go to the grand sweepstakes drawing. Auntie Maud, you're sure you have the ticket? I may be fat, but I'm not stupid, Phyllis. Of course I have the ticket. It's right here in my purse. And here I am in a frumpy house coat, and you're in a tennis outfit. Cute, too. And I like that pink bow in your hair. Matches your outfit. Let me see it. All right, you'll see it. But maybe you'll let me sit down first? Sure, sit down. Where's Grandma, eh? Dan's bringing her in. It takes a few minutes to get the wheelchair set up and and get her in the house. You have any coffee? Something strong, not that weak stuff your mother makes. Auntie Maud, you know I always have coffee made before you get here. You're the only one who I take this pot out for. Dan drinks decaf from the Mr. Coffee, and I stopped drinking coffee. Stopped? When? Well, you never drank too much anyway. I need a cigarette. You still have that old embroidered cigarette case, and you're still smoking. You know, just because they're long and thin doesn't mean they're not dangerous. And Dan is still a stickler about smoking in the house. Okay, I smoke too much anyhow. Here's your coffee. Be careful, it's hot. What time's my beauty parlor appointment? 10.15. Don't worry, you've got plenty of time. It's only 5 after 9. Relax. The drawing isn't until 6 o'clock. I know, but I don't want to be late. How much do they charge over there for a wash and sit? What's the difference? It's a nice shop. You'll like it. Phyllis, I want to pay for it myself. Don't be like that. Besides, I already paid for it when I went in for my appointment yesterday. That's what I figured. How much? I'll write a check. I'll tear it up. Okay, cash. I've got money. You think I don't? I've got almost $4,000 in the bank. Sure, and it snows in Hawaii in the summer. Maybe it does. Well, let me see the ticket, Auntie. What's the matter, Phyllis? You think I lost it? Here. Here, look at it. If I win, I'll buy you a new car. I have a new car, Auntie. Hmm, okay. I see the ticket, but where's the clipping with the results? Oh, you always were a suspicious girl, Phil. See? Look at the clipping and look at the ticket. Same number. See? The one circled in red pencil? Just like my favorite horses at the track. Hmm. Well, they match. Of course they match. Dan thought maybe you didn't read it correctly. Who are you kidding? You thought, not Dan. Here's your milk, Auntie. Don't get insulted. Who knows? Maybe your glasses were dirty, or maybe you made a mistake. 
A mistake? On a $10 million lottery ticket? Phyllis, I was a bookkeeper for 40 years. Don't you think I know numbers? Here's your sugar, Auntie. And, well, it can happen anyway. Saccharin, I don't take sugar. Here's some brownies and cookies. Aunt Iris's recipe, just the way you like them. Ten million dollars and you think I'd made a mistake. I shouldn't. I've been dieting for two weeks to get ready for today. I feel like a bride. I've got to get ready. Set the table. See, I even put a napkin in the cups like you taught me. I only hope you win, for your sake. And yours, too. I'm an old lady. You're maiden aunt, noch? How much money do I need? I'll have a good time for a while, then split what's left between you kids. You're all I've got, you know. Your brother and your Aunt Iris's kids. You could have gotten married and had your own children. A lot you know. You think Grandma Bessie let me get married? <laughs> She's been sick since your grandfather died. Long before you were born. Always something. Always running to the doctors, and did they find anything? Ever? No. So who looked after her? Me. When the cows come home, she'd let me get married, that mean old thing. She won't even let me go to the store shopping anymore. Not that I can walk that far. Even to Walden Avenue is a schlep. Married? Ha! Still, you decided to take care of her. Who else? I was the oldest. Oldest? What was I, 16? And please tell me, my dear Miss Abby, how do you know all these things? Auntie, eat your brownie. Look, here's Dan with Ma's new wheelchair. It's a good one. He did a lot of research before he bought it for her. Hi, Aunt Maud. Hi. Here, Dan, there's fresh coffee. Come and get a cup. They're good, these brownies. You bake like Grandma Bessie used to. Remember those apple pies she made for the holidays when you were kids? Wish I had the recipe. Now it's too late. She doesn't remember any of her recipes. Recipes are the least of what she doesn't remember. But sometimes, all of a sudden, she remembers everything from years ago. Hi, Grandma. How do you feel? A lot you care. When was the last time you came to see me, huh? I raise you from the time you're two months old and just as soon as your father dies, may he rest in peace, just turned 40 and he died just like that, just like my five, well, nearly the same age, too. Oh. And then that Rose, your mother, she throws us out of the house. Now, all of a sudden, my Maud is going to come into some money, maybe. Now, all of a sudden, you're interested. You know that's not true, Grandma. You know you come here at least once a month, and I talk to Auntie Maud almost every day on the telephone. So let's not start that again. You just don't remember things. Would you like a cup of tea, Grandma? Something to eat? She can have a little tea, weak, no sugar, no milk. She can't have the brownies. They have nuts. The diverticulitis. Okay, maybe I have some crackers. She can still have crackers, right? Sure, crackers are fine. Maybe a little dietetic jelly, too. I'll see if I have some. Dan, do you want a cracker? No, sweetie, I'm going to Ashkenaz to pick up those coat cuts for lunch. Uh, how much do you say to get? 
So that's the ticket, huh? Yeah, look out, Las Vegas. Here I come. Well, that's it then. And the numbers match in everything. Just like you said, I only hope you win, Aunt Maud. You deserve it. You can say that again. <laughs> you deserve it. Say, Phil, where's Sonny? Sonny went to Shoal. What did he do? Go before breakfast? He has breakfast when he comes home. He has wine and cake and stuff at 10.30 in the morning. I don't understand how Mother takes it. Patience of a saint. What's wrong with that? It's Shabbos, isn't it? Why shouldn't he go to Shul? A few prayers about now wouldn't hurt anybody. Maybe it would help. Who knows? When I win this lottery, I'm going to give Sonny enough money to get on his feet. What, he wants to be a photographer? So I'll get him a studio. And a car of his own, too. And buy him an apartment so he doesn't have to live with his mother when he's here. Maybe then he'll stay. Forget about New York. He should get a real job. That's what, instead of dreaming about things. What's this going to show anyway besides dreaming about things? You leave your brother alone. He's a good boy. Wasn't it him that found that senior citizens help group that comes takes us to the doctor on Tuesdays? And that sends a girl to sit for Grandma when I go shopping? More than anyone else has done here. What are you talking about, more than anyone else? He spends years moving from city to city, never here for more than a month or two every few years. And whatever he does, you think it's as if God himself touched it. I'll be going now, Phil. I figure mm, two pounds of pastrami, two pounds of corned beef, and a pound of salami, coleslaw. How does that sound, Maud? Suit you? And new pickles. And potato salad. They make good potato salad. And make sure the corned beef's lean. Those thieves over there always sell you fat and charge you for meat. You be careful. I'll be careful. Don't forget the rye breads. Get it sliced. And two dozen bagels, if they're fresh. What? You're feeding the whole neighborhood? No, just the family. Even Paul's coming over. Paul? Who told you? Iris? No, he called me himself. He's bringing Auntie I about noon. And I guess they're going to stay. I think everyone wants to go with you to the drawing. Sure. Why not? For six months, I don't hear or see from that Paul. Now all of a sudden, he's coming to help us? Uh, at least he helps his mother. That he does do, poor thing. And he should, too, after everything she did for him. Like a dog she worked. Ever since that no-good bum she married, that zlob. Ran off with that shiksa, leaving a wife and boy. May he rot wherever he is. He died last year, Grandma. And anyway, he was always good to you. A bum, like Maud said. A no-good bum, that's what he is. Died? Why didn't anyone tell me? Oh, stop, will you? Of course we told you. You don't remember what you had for breakfast, so how could you remember that? He died? You told me? Phil, what's happening? I don't remember anything anymore. It's all right, Ma. Just eat your cracker. What about your brother? What's he going to eat? See that hot plate? All that food? It's already cooked and ready. Dan went special to a place called Gourmet Kosher for him. Some guy who studied cooking in Paris and then married a religious girl. The food's actually pretty good. Well, I wouldn't want him to go hungry. Auntie, stop. Please stop, will you? I think he's Looney Tunes with this religion stuff, but that's what he is. I only hope there's enough for him. I only hope I can get through the day. That's Mother. She said she'd be here around nine. Rose? She didn't sleep over? 
I was wondering where she was. No, she left after dinner last night. She said she wanted to get a good night's sleep. She probably had a boyfriend come over. She can't do that too much with her and Sonny in that little apartment. She's lucky he comes by you for Shabbos to be close to that shul he likes. Yoo-hoo! Anybody home? We're in the kitchen, Mother. Hi, Bessie. Oh, she's asleep. Yeah, she does that a lot. You can kiss her hello when she wakes up. She won't know the difference. Okay. Anyway, how are you, Maud? Ready for the big day? Ready as I'll ever be, eh? If I was a long shot at the track, I sure as hell would bet on me. What's in the bag, Mother? Oh, I stopped and bought some kefilta fish for Sunny and a challah. You didn't have enough last night. You just serve it. Don't tell him I bought it or he won't eat it because I bought it on Shabbat. It's too bad he doesn't ride or you could have taken him home with you last night. Oh, no. Sonny likes it here. He gets to talk to Dan. He found this nice shul on the corner where he davens, too. He doesn't like the shul. He says men and women sit together. Last time he was there, he said some woman with a doily on her head sat next to him and started asking him all sorts of questions. This week he found a new place where the quick-dry cleaners used to be, and you know, on Barrel Road. They put in some old movie theater seats and a tourist scroll. They even have a curtain separating the men and the women. How do you know? You went with him? No, I stopped by when I saw the sign go up and then told Sonny. That's how he found it. How did you think? Here, Phyllis, let me help you. Do you have all the dishes set up? What time's everyone coming? Soon enough, eh, Phil? (coughs) (coughs) Lord, my tea is cold. I'll get some fresh. Hi, Ma. Phil, how is it, Grandma? Want to go play a few sets of tennis with me? Mm. Maybe you'll beat me this time. Oh, how you kid. Hey, Auntie. How do you feel? Gonna set him up and knock him down tonight? What? I'm going bowling? The way you talk, Sonny. You know that there are nine other people in this drawing today. And what's with you, all dressed up? Where did you get that safari suit? It went out of fashion years ago. I like that little beard, though. You look like a sailor. And a beret? An artist, no? I get dressed up for shul, Auntie. And I wear the beret rather than the yarmulke walking in the streets. Safer that way, I think. But forget all that. What's with this grand sweepstakes lottery? Even if you lose, you get what? $3,000? $5,000, but who's counting? Well, that's something. And think of all those people who didn't win anything. Every week I buy two, maybe three tickets. That's two or three dollars a week. I've been doing this for what, for ten years, maybe eleven. How much is that? About fifteen hundred dollars I've spent. See, I knew you come out a winner, no matter how you count. I win that five thousand dollars, you can have it all. I don't want it. No, you want the big stuff. That you won't give me. You know, I'll give you whatever you want. Don't talk foolish. My ma'd not give you if she wins, Sonny. How could you say that? Sure, a little here, a little there, but the big stuff? I know you're saving that. You're gonna fly out to Vegas and blow it all on chorus boys and whiskey. (laughs) You got the right person. You mean you'll give up gambling? No more horses? No more bingo? I'm not saying I wouldn't like to go to Vegas. I've never been. 
Sophie Green is out there, and I could stay with her. But what would I do with Ma? Get a nurse. They'd watch her 24 hours a day, and you'd be free as a bird. Right, Grandma? She never leaves me for more than 25 minutes, not in years. Sonny, you'll do me a favor, won't you? Of course, Grandma. What is it? But you won't tell her, not Maud, will you? Swear on my life. She thinks I'm crazy, but I'm not. Listen, Sonny, right here. Give me your hand. Here. Do you feel it? There are mice crawling in and out right here. You feel it? Why are you giving that look to your mother and sister? Mice you don't feel? (laughs) That's it. That's it right there. Can you get your hand in there and grab them? Must be a hole where they climb in and out. Sure, Grandma. There. I've got him. You feel better now? Now, don't you fool with me, Sonny. I know you didn't get them because I can feel them right there. Now, you try again. Hardening of the arteries. I took her to the doctor three times, and three times he told her, hardening of the arteries. That's what she feels there. But go tell her. Like going to the wailing wall. Talk to the wall. Who listens? Talk to her? Same thing. Doesn't help. You mean the western wall, and you can talk to it. But you never know when you get an answer. Doctors, what did they know? They killed my Fievel, didn't they? Gave him a shot for scarlet fever because one of his drivers died from it. A man my Fievel helped into his office to rest, and what happens? He dies from the shot, my Fievel. Doctors, food! There she goes again. Mention Dr. Sewer, and it's the same song over and over. And don't think that when we go to see the doctor, she doesn't tell him that to his face. And your father, what about him? A young man, not even 40, and has three heart attacks. Did the doctors help him? No, they killed him, that's what. And you think it's easy burying your own children? You shouldn't know from it, ever. Isn't there anything they can do for the... The mice? They gave her some pills to thin out the blood. That's about all. She's an old lady. Old and tired. I wish I was dead. I've had enough. Now you stop that, Bessie. You have plenty to live for. Die. And then it would be all over for me. Maybe, maybe Maud would find herself a husband and enjoy herself instead of all the time worrying about me. Drink your tea, Ma. Not that she does such a good job with me. You should taste the chicken she makes me eat. Like poison. That's what. Maybe that's where the mice come from. The chicken. Or those prunes. All I eat is prunes. And chicken, chicken, and prunes. You think it's so easy to be with you? Rose, you and Phyllis know whatever I make, she won't eat it. Whatever I put on the table. You cook worse than Rose, and that's saying something. A bologna sandwich she could ruin. Ma, that's not nice. Nice? Nice? What, I should lie? For 20 years we all shared the same house, and I don't know how you cook? Like I said, a bologna sandwich you could ruin. You and Maud, ya. Ma, stop shaking your finger at me. What will Phyllis and Rose think? See you two? See what I have to take from her? Ma, see now. That's what you are. Rose, you hear her? She insults me all day long. And does she help me when I have to take her to the toilet? No, she fights with me. Can you imagine? 
As if I like to take her to the toilet like she's a baby. You see why I want to die? Okay, fine. Hey, Phil, ready for Kiddish? Where are the kids? They ate. They went out. Kiddish isn't eating. It's Kiddish. Ah, here's the Kiddish cup. Now, for the grape juice in the fridge. Where's the light? For the refrigerator. The rabbi over here decided he can't eat from the fridge on Saturday if the light is on. Because when he opens the door, the light goes on, and he doesn't turn on the lights. Phil, I didn't make the rules. You make plenty of rules to suit yourself. Here's Sonny. Here's the cake. I'll do the really shortened version. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Borei pri hagafen Amen Here everyone, take some cake and wine You should get married and have your own kiddish in your own home I haven't met the right girl You're not a fagel, are you, Sonny? Your father, may he rest in peace, would turn over in his grave He's not a fagel, Not with all the girls calling the house <laughs> Lest they're men with high voices He meets them all at these bars. Bars? He meets men in bars? There she goes again. Doesn't remember a thing. Ma, don't you remember I told you before he moved to New York he worked as a bartender in some music joint? What is it, rock and roll? No, blues. A nice place. Pay for gas and stamps for my query letters to the magazines. And now you're driving a cab in New York. What kind of life is that? What kind of future? Why don't you get a real job, like normal people? Here we go again. How much work is there for psychology majors? You could sell insurance. Or I could drive a cab, like I'm doing. You could have finished law school. Come on, mother. Not you two. Not here. Not again. Besides, I told you. It doesn't matter anymore. Now, most of the guys I know are lucky to make their monthly payments. Except for the smart guys like Dan who finished med school and are doctors. You should only do so good. You sure you're not a fagola? <laughs> Women. You know, they all want someone who's got a future they can see. If you weren't so stubborn about this artsy-fartsy stuff and this born-again religion stuff, you'd be better off. I wasn't. And I wasn't. What does he mean? He means that before he was religious, he wasn't any better off than now. My father, may he rest in peace, was a very religious man. So was my Herschel until he started to work on Shabbos. He fasted on the holidays and went to the cemetery to Shabbat. That was 50 years ago. Have some brownies, Sonny. Then we have to clear the table and get ready for lunch. And I have to have my hair done. Oh, look at the clock. Getting late. We'll leave in five minutes. I'll drop you off and come back and get you in an hour. You going shopping? No. She's got a tennis game with Marlene. She's pretty good. I remember when Phil was in her eighth month, wouldn't let me on the court with her. She takes things very seriously when she does them, Sonny, just like you do. Here, food's on the hot plate. There's kafilta fish. And the challahs. Here, something to wear. I bought a shirt for Dan and Sandy, so I picked one up for you. Thanks, Phil. You shouldn't have. Oh, great. A striped rugby shirt. Just the thing for driving a cab nights in New York City. You could use a new shirt, too. New York, how's it going? More opportunities for photographers than here. Can you pass me the kefilte fish and the crane? And what about lunch? You mean we're not all going to sit down together? You eat now, make your blessings, or later, you decide. Later, you can have cold cuts if you want. 
just don't be mad if no one goes along with you. Where did you say you were living? Upper West Side. Little apartment hotel. Studio. One room. I look out the window and crane my neck. I can see the Hudson River between the buildings. Or at least a sliver of it. Until I get settled. And it's furnished. A bed and a desk and a chair and a toilet with a shower beside it. Up a half stair. But it's cheap. Hey, where's Dan? Dan'll be back. Went to Ashkenaz Deli for the cold cuts. We're having a buffet for everybody after Andy comes back from the beauty parlor before she goes to the drawing. Mm. I'm going to take my plate out on the patio to read. I'll eat in half an hour. Oh, more people. Where's my purse? I've got to put on some more makeup. Rose, you see? Ma's asleep again. Sonny, get that, will you? Sure. Hey, cuz. How you doing? Hi, Aunt Iris. How are you feeling? How can I feel? At the hospital, they said if I come back again, I'll leave dragging an oxygen tank. Well, you are a heavy smoker. I wish I could quit. I can't. I tried. <coughs> Who are you supposed to be? Jesus? What's with the hat? Your head cold? Annie Maud, you look fantastic. You have your hair done? Cut the bullshit, Paul, and give your old fat aunt a hand up. I've got a beauty parlor appointment. I? You're right on time. You watch Grandma. Where's my pills? Uh, here, see this? A gold pill box. Remember this, Sonny? You brought this back from Israel. Spain, Aunt Maud. I brought scarves from Israel. So what? Why is everything with you an argument? Here I, I'm leaving Ma's pills on the counter. She gets them at 12 sharp if I'm not back. Yeah, okay. <coughs> hey, Mom, here, 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 lean against the door. It's okay, I got you. Here, sit in the chair. Right, right, right where Auntie Maud was, see? She got up so you could have it. Where's your inhaler, Mom? Where, where is it? In your pocket, okay, here. I'm okay, Paul. Leave me alone. Here, I. I'll help you sit up straight. Easier to breathe. That's it. Want me to get you something? No. Just a few... Puffs of this, and then... I'll be fine. There. I'm done. See? I'm putting it on the table. All done. Oh, Maud. What's this? The ticket? The ticket? Where? Let me see. Is that really it? That's the ticket? Yes, it's the ticket. I think it's the right one. Oh, here's the newspaper clipping with the winning numbers. See? Maud circled the number. They match. See? Match? Of course they match. What am I, an idiot? Shouldn't it be in a safe or something in case she loses it or someone steals it? I'm sure Maud will take good care of it. I'm going to the bathroom. And Paul, you leave that ticket alone. Where's Karen, Paul? Yeah, the numbers match. What? What did you say, Aunt Rose? Karen, your wife. Where is she? Ah, she had to stop at the store. Diapers. <laughs> She's bringing the baby. Ah, the baby. 
I hear he's adorable. Did you get the present I sent? He isn't a baby anymore, Aunt Rose. He's nearly a year and a half, and you've never even seen him. Paul! Well, we tried, Phyllis and I, but the hospital where you had the bris was on the south side, and it was the time when Dan was going to California for a convention, <laughs> and I had to help her with the kids. You get to see him today. Like it or not? Paul, that's not nice. It's okay, I... He's got a temperament just like the rest of the Glassmans. Say the wrong thing, and they hold a grudge for the rest of their lives. I should know. Didn't I share my home with Maud and Bessie for 20 years? And for 10 of those years, Maud didn't even speak to me. She got mad about something that even she didn't remember what it was, and never said a word to me she didn't have to for 10 years. And all of us living in that tiny three-room apartment... All six of us, together? That's okay, Mother. Forget it. Come on, let's go out to the patio. No, Sonny, I won't. And Paul, just so you know, sure, I could have asked them to leave, sure. But Harry would never hear of it. Not their Harry. Not their Herschel. Bessie had them so worried about her health, even then, Harry thought she couldn't live by herself. Maud couldn't take care of her alone, so it fell on me. But that's all over now. And I've got to help Phil set up for the Glassman's gathering for the results of the drawing. At least Phyllis doesn't have those problems. Living with relatives, except me when I'm here. And you on the weekends you stay over. Where are the cucumbers? Oh, here they are. And she never will. Damn snobs. My house may not be as big as this one, but if it was, you wouldn't see me being a snob about it. What's the size of her house have to do with anything? Eh, you're a bum. You don't even have a house. Probably never will. <sighs> Not you two. Okay, I'm going. I, you remember to give Ma her pills. Sure. Don't worry. You ready, Phil? Coming right down. Ready, Auntie. Oh, hi, Paul. Hello, Phyllis. Nice house. Thank you. Nice you finally let me see it. I give up. You know something, Paul? You never change. I'm going out to the patio to get some sun. Now, why did you have to say that, Paul? Because that's why. And what's so great about her anyway? She's doing me a favor being in her house. I'll leave. Hey, Polly, let's go into the backyard and toss a ball around. What do you say? Sure, what kind of ball? What's it matter? A big ball, a small ball, one that's pointed on both ends? A ball's a ball. So, what's with you? Same old shit at work, but we get to fly the plane on weekends. We bought a new one. Well, not a new one, a newer one. Bigger, two engine this time. Seats five. We're flying up to Canada for trout fishing next weekend. A competition. Fish are all tagged. Catch the biggest, you win. Wanna come? You get to eat the fish? Nah, catch and release, just for the fun. So you wanna come or not? Trout. Has fins and scales. I could eat it. You're probably going Saturday morning. That's it, about eight. We'll make camp around two. I don't travel on Shabbat. What's Shabbat? That's Saturday in Hebrew. Shabbos. What, this is a Cohen Brothers movie? You're Walter? Shabbos? I remember you used to ride your motorcycle on Yom Kippur. I remember you did a wheelie on your Honda in that bar on Lincoln Avenue on Erev Yom Kippur. Now you don't even travel on Saturday? What kind of rule is that? A rule. Rules a rule. Here's a softball. I'll throw, you stand over there. A little catch. And close the patio door when you come out. Okay. 
I toss you a nice easy one and you can't catch it, if you'd lose about 40 pounds, maybe you could catch it. Remember, heart disease runs in the family. Catch this, wise guy. Oh, great. Right past me. Now you chase it. You chase it, big shot. I'll wait. Where, where's everyone? Maud went to the beauty parlor with Phyllis. Here, Ma, I've been looking at the ticket. She's got a chance to win. Win big. Oh, it won't help her. Ma, that's not nice. Nice, not nice. Can't catch a man. Ma, she's almost 70. She's not going to catch a man anymore. Bah! And you, your stunker husband, ran off with some tramp, and what did you do? You had a man and lost him. I lost him because he got tired of you and Maud always insulting him. Thirty years we were married, and you insulted him every time you saw him. It was a no-good Nick, too handsome, a, a run around. But when we wanted to take a ride on Sundays, he always took you two. We never went out without you and Maud. Never. Not in 30 years. And probably a drink or two. You're lucky to be rid of him. But he'll come back to one day. You'll see. He died, Ma. You know that. Died? Oh, he did? I sort of remember that. Oh, these mice! Maud was played by Andrea Katz. Bessie by Susan Berkson. Phyllis by Miriam Metzinger. Anne by Dale David Honor. Rose by Laura Kornfeld. Iris by Gabby Shine Markovitz. Sonny by Charles C.B. Davis. All by Barack Bard.